Life Audio. Welcome to Crosswalk Talk. I am your host, Michael Faust. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I can't wait for you to hear from our guest. Please note that the interview in this episode was previously recorded. Check out our show notes for more information. If you want to see this interview on video, then check out Crosswalk's YouTube channel, which is linked in today's show notes. Rabbi Sobel, thanks so much for joining me today. Shalom. Great to be with you. Thank you for having me. I have appreciated your work from afar for quite some time, so I'm really thankful and to finally get to talk to you. You are a consultant with The Chosen, and I've read that title in so many newspaper articles and magazine articles that I've always wanted to ask, what does that mean? So what what, a consultant with The Chosen, what do you do? Yeah, well, I, I've been with The Chosen from its inception, even before it had a name, <laughs> and uh, took Dallas and uh, the visionaries to Israel to help them, you know, walk in the footsteps of the Messiah. They were looking to recreate, you know, the places where it actually happened. And one of the things that they were really passionate about and part of the vision for The Chosen was to really make sure that it was not just spiritually accurate, but historically accurate and really bring in the Jewishness of the Gospels, of the story, and make sure it was uh, culturally accurate in that sense. And so they brought me on. I was the first spiritual consultant on The Chosen. Uh, that We did a lot of videos for The Chosen to start with, that many of those went viral with Dallas and I in Israel. And then also I read all of the scripts to give spiritual input. Is there anything theologically, you know, Jewishly, you know, historically off or needs to be corrected? A lot of times I listen to my opinion. Sometimes they choose to <laughs> ignore it, <laughs> such as life, but, no, but I'm obviously not major, you know, dealer issues, but. And yeah, so I read all the scripts, give feedback for all the different seasons, do the chosen roundtables as well, and also am part of this uh, chosen conference that they're going to be doing this fall. Why is it important to have someone like you as part of the team? In other words, why is it important that they get the Jewish element of this story right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, Jesus was a rabbi. His name was Yeshua. The New Testament was written by all Jews, maybe the exception of Luke, but he was a doctor, so maybe he was Jewish after all, (laughs) or maybe a convert to Judaism, but certainly someone who was immersed in that world, at least as a God-fearer. And so I think for it to be historically accurate, that is really significant. But I think there's something more, it's kind of what they're trying to do with The Chosen and then what we're looking to do with our spinoff series, The Chosen Unveiled. You know, one year right before the Super Bowl, I went out and bought a high-definition television, and everyone told me it's going to change the way you see the game. And I was watching, and I'm like, I don't think this is so great. I don't know what what the fuss is all about. And then I had a revelation at the end of the game as I'm flipping through the channels and that is that the higher channels were the high-definition channels. I watched the entire game in standard definition. <laughs> and so when I saw it in high-definition, it really did add a richness and a clarity to it. 
And that's what we're trying to do. And so often, Jesus and the Gospels can be taken out of context in ways that really kind of uh, miss the deeper meaning and symbolism, you know, of the story. Like, for example, the, probably the most famous picture of, of Jesus is Da Vinci's Last Supper. Well, if you look at that picture, there's a few things that are not quite kosher. You don't eat fluffy loaves of white bread at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, right? And it's all about the bread symbolizes sinlessness, and ultimately it's going to represent the body of Jesus, right? I mean, and then they're eating the, and and they should have been eating the Passover lamb, but they're eating fish because the painter was a nice Catholic boy. Well, listen, that's a big detail. Jesus claimed to be the Passover lamb, not the Passover fish, nor the Easter ham. So to kind of miss some of these details misses some of the deeper biblical significance of what Jesus says these things point to him. That is, that's incredible. I, that, it was worth talking to you just to hear that. So, <laughs> wow, that's that's a great analogy. You have a TVN special coming up. It's called The Chosen Unveiled, and I believe it starts on June 23rd. That's when it launches. For those who don't know anything about it, what is it? Yeah, basically what it does, this is season two of The Chosen Unveiled. And basically, it's walking through every eight episodes of The Chosen. So they're going to play Chosen Season 2. And then I'm going, then we have a teaching series that takes clips of The Chosen. We actually film on location on the different sets of The Chosen. And basically, we're helping people to go deeper into what is going on, both biblically, spiritually, and kind of the Jewish backgrounds of what it is, you know, that is going on in The Chosen. So, for example, a theme is the Feast of Tabernacles, known as Sukkot. And, you know, they talk, you know, a lot about that. We also see in the seat in The Chosen, the healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda. And we kind of go into kind of the deeper understanding of what these things, you know, mean. So for example, with the man at the pool of Bethesda, it says that he was an invalid for 38 years. Well, if there's a detail in the scripture, it's there for a reason. Why 38 years? Well, what's interesting is that Deuteronomy tells us Israel wandered in the desert 38 years. They were in the they were in the desert 40 years, but 38 because of their unbelief as punishment, and that generation had to die in this wilderness. So this man represented Israel. And just like Israel died in the desert 38 years of this unbelief, Yeshua asked this man, do you want to be made well? He's asking them, are you going to lack faith like the children of Israel did, remain stuck and die like the children of Israel did in the desert? Or do you want to believe? And if you do, I can heal you and make you whole. You don't have to like die like Israel in the wilderness. You can get up and walk and enter in to your promise, eternal life and salvation and me. But so oftentimes, right, it seems like a silly question, like, do you want to be made well? But so oftentimes when we've had hope deferred that makes the heart sick, oftentimes it's hard not to remain stuck. But what's interesting is that 38 is also the numerical value. Hebrew is alphanumeric. So what that means is that in Hebrew, you write letter, you write numbers with letters. There's no numbers in a Hebrew Bible. You write the numbers with the Hebrew letter, uh, letters of the Hebrew alphabet. So 38 is the numerical value of the Hebrew word is heart. 
So God was testing this man to see what was in his heart. And if he had faith and if he trusted in Yeshua, he could be healed and made whole. And we go into the deeper meaning of that and kind of bring it to life in a new way. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Tell me about your faith journey. You are a Messianic Jew. Obviously, when people hear the word rabbi, they don't think Christian. How did, how did, you, how did you come to believe in Jesus as the Messiah? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up in a Jewish home in uh, New, York, New York, New Jersey area, and was working in the music industry in a large recording studio, looked at the lives of all these famous people and said, there has to be more to life than just this. Went on a spiritual journey, was studying with my rabbi, was doing martial arts, and one day was meditating, and had a super natural encounter with Jesus, Yeshua. And then my best friend right after that called me on the phone and said, Jason, you went to Hebrew school, could you tell the difference between the Old and the New Testament? And I said, sure. He read me this passage about the crucifixion. I was like, that's the New Testament. He said, let me read you another passage. He was bruised for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, and by his stripes were healed. He's like, is that the old or the new? I'm like, clearly that's the New Testament. He's like, no, that's Isaiah 53, the Jewish prophet speaking 700 years before he ever walked the face of the earth. I began to be provoked to jealousy, tended a messianic congregation with him, and was led to faith by uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. That is amazing. So when you had that initial encounter with, with Jesus, had you been studying about Jesus at all? You know, I had been introduced to Jesus through studying like spiritual new aging type of stuff. I had not been studying anything about what I'd say is the, the biblical Jesus. But even in that, I knew there was something about him that was unique. I, pro- I, mean, I thought it was some sort of God, man, prophet, avatar. And that encounter opened me up. And then obviously, you know, reading the Bible after I had that, all that came about. Then I really, really realized that he was the one who Moses and the prophet spoke of. That was amazing. Of course, you have maintained the Jewish traditions uh, as a Messianic Jew. I think a lot of people would, would just be curious why not destroy the Protestant denomination? Why why not just let go of all the past? What? And I've seen you give this answer before. I'm I'm I'm, I'm fishing for that answer here as well. Why? why? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, on the one hand, we we love churches 
and we love worshiping with our, you know, in churches. Uh, but at the same at the same time, we have to understand that Jesus and all the first disciples were Jewish. Jesus was a rabbi. They honored their Jewish heritage. They honored their tradition, and they wanted to fulfill the calling and destiny that God had given to Israel and the Jewish people. And I think that's so significant because every every culture has something to add to the body of Messiah. It's kind of like a multifaceted diamond. What makes a diamond have its brilliance is the different facets. And it takes all those facets together to really make it shine and to really make it sparkle. And so the same is true as a Messianic Jew. God made this covenant with Israel. He gave this this way of serving him. And I believe that's both important for believers to understand because it enriches their faith. It's the roots of their faith. Too many believers settle for half an inheritance. It's It's powerful for Jewish people to see that, well, you can actually be Jewish and be a follower of Messiah Jesus, who claimed to be the Messiah of Israel. So if Jesus is the Messiah of Israel, he came to make better Jews, not worse ones. Okay. And, you know, so I think, the, and then, and obviously, you know, I want to honor the history and heritage, and I find deep spiritual meaning to do what Jesus and the disciples themselves. Final question for you. Uh, the Chosen has become a global phenomenon since you and the cast of your event have been involved in that first season. What do you want to see it do globally that hasn't been reached yet? In other words, what are your goals for the for the future of The Chosen? Yeah, I think the wonderful thing about The Chosen and the, the Chosen Unveiled is the fact that it's really gone mainstream in a way. It's going to expose people around the world to Jesus, Yeshua, in a way they've never been exposed to either maybe they've never even heard the story before maybe they're completely unfamiliar or, or like they know who jesus is but as far as his life and what the actual story of the new testament is but i also think what's powerful about the chosen is that it really shows the humanity of yeshua and it's a very relatable down-to-earth and you know, Jesus not some ethereal out there kind of the way Jesus often portrayed, like he's physically here, but like he doesn't look like he's actually here. And he looks like he's in heaven, but his body's here, you know. And he, you know, he's someone that I think, you know, people can really fall in love with. And what I also love is that the focus is on how people's lives are changed when they encounter him. And they really see the heart of God in the way Jonathan Arumi, I love the way he portrays Jesus in the show. He's a friend of mine. And, you know, he actually texts me sometimes like last night about questions that he has as he's doing the role. But I think that that changes people. Like, I, I think it really moves people's heart in that way. So I guess that's a long way of saying that for those who don't know him, I hope that it opens them up to really exploring and seeing who he is, just like I had to go on a journey to explore and see who he is. And hopefully this really reaches people to be able to do that. And then I hope for believers who are watching The Chosen, that number one, 
they'll have a new love for him because they'll see how loving and relatable he is. And then I also hope they'll really be impacted by seeing the Bible in high definition, seeing the the roots of the faith, seeing that there is more there and get excited and want to get into the Bible and really read it. And that's also part of what we're doing with the Chosen Unveiled. Amen to that. We've been speaking to our Rabbi Jason Sobel. He has uh, a special, a TVN special coming up that launches June 23rd. It's called The Chosen Unveiled. I'm looking forward to watching it. Rabbi, thanks so much. God bless. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Shalom, shalom. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. That's how we help more people just like you find the show. A big thanks to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. See you next time. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.